We are back. It's been Everyone a mad few recovered. weeks. Everyone recovered? Yeah, I've been telling me. I've been all right. Yeah. I was all right. Like, even though the weekend I was all right. So it was, it was weird. Um, I thought I'd be absolutely done for, but I slept okay. Didn't, even on a little you get, I was going to say, didn't you get back and you were um, pushed to the couch? Because yeah. you missed <laughs> so, were obviously asleep on an airbed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all right, to be fair. Uh, I slept like a baby on Sunday, so... It was one of them. I thought I was going to be knackered. Me and him slept on the plane and it was, well, tried to, but it was just one of them where you're just all over the place. I think I was slobbering yeah, on myself great. at one point. <laughs> it was good. And Emirates decided that they wanted to serve uh, lamb satay as the in-flight meal, so I was starving for about 20 hours. Yeah, great. Try to all. <laughs> and they didn't give a shit, so you're getting a strongly worded letter. Um, yeah, to be fair, I actually don't even think I my body adjusted to Singapore time, so I'm absolutely fine again. I was there for that short period of time. I'm still on UK UK You're time. Completely pissed for it as well. Yeah, exactly. So it was a very he- healthy uh, healthy week all in, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Singapore's a bit fucking boring though, isn't it? Well, no, we'll actually get into this. Let's do the prices and we'll get into Singapore. Yeah, well, let's yeah, because we do want it right. So basically, basic premise of this one is we'll cover the prices and flows, and then we'll get into everything talking twenty forty nine. Um, so I will start with that then. So we have Bitcoin over twenty six thousand eight fifty, it's a point four percent. ETH is at sixteen hundred thirty eight, up point two percent, and the total market cap is up slightly again, at one point one one trillion. Uh. Uh, Binance inflows over the past week uh, down 119 mil on the daily, down 201 mil on the weekly, and down 964 mil on the monthly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> now for the good stuff. Token 2049. So, uh, obviously, we weren't on last week because we flew out and then back again. So, we thought we would use this episode as just a bit of a pointer, really, to talk about what we thought about the event, what we got out of it, um, the good, the bads, uh, and any insight that you guys that weren't there might want to hear. Can't promise how valuable it'll be, but uh, we will give it a go either way. So, yeah, who wants to who wants to start? What well, If we kind of approach it from an overall opinion point of view, what do we think? Mike, do you want to go first? Well, I guess, yeah. Well, I, just from a personal opinion, like for us, it was the first time we got together, wasn't it, in terms of in real life, and I'll use that term in jest because we know we're going to get onto that anyway. No, it was the first time we got together, so for us as like a team, and that it was, I thought it was well worth it in terms of that whole experience, getting to know each other a bit more in terms of on a personal level. Because with that helpful leather with butt mates all the time, and we don't really have, we don't always have time to, to do them things. So I think the value in terms of off sites and stuff like that, I could. I can completely see it. Um, in terms of the event, I thought it was great to to see that it was sold out and there's so many people that are interested in the space and there is a hell of a lot going on. How much value under the hood of, I guess, in terms of the stalls and that we saw there, I think that can be de- probably be debated in terms of mm-hmm. what, what point of view you see and where you sit in terms of the space. But again, if, I think... With these conferences, you, you still need them, don't you? Otherwise, it doesn't give people a chance to debate on this level or debate on any level the current status of, of the industry and where it's going to be heading in future. I guess from the keynote speakers and keynote talks, there was probably a lot, there was a lot more value there, I think, in terms of who was speaking. 
some more charismatic than others, but overall, <laughs> it was a good week. I concur. Grant? Yeah, um, the conference is always good, like the past couple of times I've been, but Singapore is just a bit flat for me, personally. I'd like a bit less less rules in my conference. I think I never like we, we were we were saying for the week that we were there. We never knew if we were breaking the law or we were about to go yeah. to prison because crossing the road. Yeah, like done something wrong that we didn't know about. But no, in, in general, it was. I think the caliber of speakers was good. Mm-hmm. Um, talk the topics and talks were pretty good. Uh, overall conference layout. There's, I think I think it's it's hard to beat. To be honest, there's yeah, the organization quality on on talking twenty four nine is absolutely incredible, and yes. yeah, and I suppose from from some of the booths, it's quite interesting to see like the likes of Neo and shit, like <laughs> still like with a with a booth <clears throat> there. Obviously, they raised like four billion dollars or what some shit back in the mm. ICO boom, so you can kind of see why they've still got some money to kind of throw around. But and I suppose for talking twenty four nine, then don't give a shit who's who's paying it's paying players in it. So and. But yeah, it was good. Good week. Yeah. I'd like to uh, I'd like to see what they're going to do at the Dubai one. I'm pretty sure Mike will be flying out for that. Cause absolutely <laughs> I, don't loves think, Dubai. I don't think we can I, stop him. I'm trying to yeah. wing it. He goes to Dubai and SeaWorld. They're the only two destinations he ever goes to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, good week. Lot, many a beer had. Many an expensive beer had. But, um, yeah, that's right. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would say... Yeah, it was it was just it was a good week. Uh, it was a little bit of a daze, but I'm like you, Grant. I would like to say a little less Big Brother, a little more fear and loathing. You know what I mean? That's what <laughs> that's what I would like to see. But val- valuable, uh, valuable. Um, I've never seen a man cop as much free merch as Dan. Literally unloaded a Santa sack of free merch from every, every stall that he could possibly get. Um, he didn't but care yeah, what so it was either, did he? He no, I didn't what care it what it was. Yeah. Like yeah. at the Cardano stand getting the hoodies and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cardano cock rings and stuff like that. Just like <laughs> sweeping it off. Um, but as far as like actual insights and stuff, which I'm sure you want to hear about, um, the common theme throughout, which you may have seen the tweet by Grant on the main account was um real world assets or RWAs or whatever. And before we get into this, because it was talked about a lot, just wanted to be clear that it's it is very much the term real world assets that we are kind of ardently against, um, which we will explain why. But that did keep cropping up, didn't it? So hmm. do we want to kind of dig into that? Yeah, first of all, RWA's abbreviation of real world assets has more syllables than it's harder to say. That is like when when I said that to you, it was like a light bulb moment, wasn't it? We were walking, and I went, "It literally has more syllables. Why would you shorten something that's then hard like, to say?" It's like when you know, you know, when like, pretty sure it was like Danny Sturridge was on like match of the day, and he was like, "Yeah, we got the W." It's like just say win. <laughs> just it's a lot win. easier. Just say win. Yeah, yeah. Or the dub. Um, yeah. And just say win. Yeah, I. But it kind of got taken. That tweet kind of got taken the wrong way. But um, by quite a few people, should I say? But um, no, I think there's a big push for that for the whole industry to start bringing. And you can obviously see why it is, right? Because like anyone who's been tapping into T bills or treasuries or anything of that ilk has has done it extremely well. Like Maker have done really, really well. Circle and Tether, are, I think 
Tether's one of the largest treasury bill holders on the planet at, at the moment. It's and they're absolutely mm. print and handle yeah, so you can see why there's <laughs> yeah, so you can see why there's a demand for that to like come on chain. But I think that flips as soon as like liquidity and volume comes back to the markets and yields in DeFi are more favorable than yeah. what you can get in the real world. So it's it feels like everyone's like clamoring for like an opportunity and they can see it off chain, so they're trying to bring it on chain, but that shit doesn't last forever. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of it. I think there's a lot of drawbacks that could be hard. Like if you're dealing with kind of who's who's underwriting the risk of the shit that you're buying into, whether that be insurance, housing, fucking local businesses, like someone's got to underwrite that risk just the same as they mm-hmm. will in the real world, you know, but it's it just... Don't know, it just feels like we're clamoring for some yield that isn't here because volumes and liquidity is dried up. So um could be bullish. I don't know. Well yeah, it is strange, isn't it, in terms of real world assets. Again, what we were saying and well, what you were saying is it's just this marginalization as well that we're not we live in some sort of metaverse all the time and we're in the matrix Completely. and we can't yeah. actually spend our money because we have to convert <laughs> it back to real world assets or whatever in terms of of like it's not there's no crossover. <laughs> like, yeah, not, yeah. Stupid term like real like real world assets. Like what is a non real world asset? Like well, that, that's the thing, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely like backwards. So by default, it marginalizes crypto. It's like so is crypto not the real world then? Or like yeah. all of your assets on every chain? single that, time. Every single time. I have no mm. idea who coined the term, but anyone getting their knickers in a twist about me saying shit like that, it's. It's terminology that's wrong, not the actual idea. Not the idea. Any of you getting pissed off about someone talking about real-world assets, you need to get a fucking life as well. <laughs> you need to get yourself a real-world asset and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, get yourself a fucking real-world real wife, more like fucking hell. <laughs> Absolute incel. <laughs> uh, anything else on that before we move on? No, I'll move on. No, <laughs> let's move on. Um, what do we want to bring up next? Uh, what did we have on the notes? Consumer apps. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone, like if you're speaking to people, everyone's talking about friend tech, which is quite mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see it kind of grab hold, I don't know how long and how much attention it gathers once like the airdrops actually happen, but. It's nice to see people, a lot of people pushing towards kind of consumer-facing apps. And even the interview we did with Luca, where their main objective is to have a consumer-facing brand and abstract away the complexities of what's happening on the back end with the NFT. And I think, I really do think that's the way to kind of go about it. Obviously, we can get all nerdy about the tech and stuff, but yeah, no one gives a shit. Like, yeah. literally, no one gives a shit. Those was an um, end user that don't. Why, why the fuck yeah. would you? Like, if you're a normal user, you don't care how your bank works or you don't care how no. like, any tech app works. You just want to yeah, know that the UX, is, the UX is like pretty easy to use mm-hmm. and you can go from a, point A to point B in the simplest way possible. You don't want something yeah. clunky, do you? 100%. We don't, we don't, we don't sit in the pub on. and argue like, oh, this technology, this technology is better because it enables the Revolut cash tag. So when I request money from either of you, like who's like, who's even having that conversation? No one gives no. a shit. No. <laughs> yeah. It, what what I liked about what Luca said, and that's Pudgy Penguins, Luca. By the way, if anyone is listening and didn't know that, is it's sort of like brand first and then shoehorning blockchain in as an afterthought to that. 
um, which obviously isn't going to work in in every corner of this space. But it was really interesting hearing like the way they've kind of approached the brand awareness and building everything on the back of that. Um, and it's obviously not an afterthought, but yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, yeah, Arthur Hayes. <laughs> it's an interesting talk. Yeah, we 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 all just walked in, didn't we, and seen mm. the words Filecoin on on the yeah. on the on the um, on the TVs, and he proceeded to just take the moment of like a ten minute speech slot that he'd been given and been paid for to effectively come up with this crazy idea that the advancement of AI is going to need cloud computing, which you know isn't isn't a ridiculous argument, but yeah, he was arguing that people are, to, people are going to use. Filecoin over AWS, and then he proceeded to say that Filecoin was going to pump because it's down ninety eight percent. But if you look, Filecoin only only still has twenty percent tokens in circulation, and still got like one of the largest FDVs in the full space. So, fucking good luck with that one. And we pulled up Trade and View when it was happening, and it had a little <laughs> had a little pump, and then like completely retraced. So, fuck knows. Alpha might be sat back there with hundred X long open while he does his talk, and then just closes it. Probably paid for his party <laughs> on the yeah. night. Probably, yeah, that got yeah. shut down. Yeah. <laughs> got shut down by the police. It actually yeah. did. People were climbing yeah, off the wall to get in. There was no trying to break in. Yeah, funny ass. It was. It was entertaining, regardless. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was. It was entertaining. So, what can we say? Which, which is why we went because we knew it would be. To be fair, regardless of what came out of it. But yeah. So the other thing that we thought was obviously protocols that raised way back um, seem to still be okay uh, despite everything. Do you want to give a little bit more light on that, Grant? Yeah, or... any of the 2017, 2018 stuff, they, they, they're sitting pretty. They're sat on like a treasure chest of ETH, which is obviously held up well and, and done well. Um, so that's 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 no bother to them. But it's, it seems like the newer protocols that raised the past 12 to 18 months or even towards the tail end of the last cycle are quite a few of them struggling. Um, I don't know if they're going to raise down rounds or what, but they're going to need additional funding or additional liquidity it's coming in protocol are probably going to be closing shop to be honest so um you want to check who's actually generating revenue and not relying on unlocks to kind of mm-hmm. stay sustainable over the next 12 months or something mm-hmm. personally that's what i'd say yeah did you want to say something there by the way mike i feel like no 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 i'm, I'm sorry yeah. on that one. like you say it was just booth wise it was just i think it was interesting how <laughs> In terms of even though we operate in the like forefront of DeFi, like I guess it, it wasn't really a lot of DeFi. Well, I would say there's a lot of the hell of a lot of centralized exchanges that I've never heard of. So it's <laughs> funny to see what yeah. market share they have and what in what province they they operate and things. Mm. Because for me, I, I was just sort of dumbfounded by some of these. I think there was like a neon EVM, like the fastest EVM, and I was like. Have you ever heard of it? I, I I've heard, I've heard of I've heard of Neon. Neon, like, they uh, they built. This is like how sad I am. They built um an EVM layer for portable code for Solana, but that's the only reason I know about it, and because I just did that report. Right. So yeah, I, I'm one of those absolute games who needs to go live. <laughs> uh, one of the other points, which I think it was um. I think Rune made this point in his in his kind of talk and then probably followed up in the interview as he was talking about the bull market and how 
despite people making money throughout, not a load of kind of sort of tangible. Well, yeah, it was like value creation. Yeah. So he was just saying that there was not a lot of value creation out of the bull market. Like you can still see the protocols that are strong and, and, and have value, which is mainly like like a lot of the DeFi 1.0 uh, products. Mm-hmm. So it was so it's just funny. Like I guess the the transition to that and what we've seen in terms of blockmates is with a, a bull. Uh, sorry, a bear market. It's not as interesting as in everything go up, but there's a hell of a lot more people just building because that's what the need to do, and hopefully the value creation comes. And it's already there when the bull market comes back, if it comes back. But it, it just means there's a lot more interesting and actual, I guess, credible protocols that are building now that we've seen and who we've worked with, really. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the only environment at the moment is it, in terms of financially, it's, it's a lot harder to be sustainable in this market and obviously raise and all the rest of it. So, yeah, agreed. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, we can do. Uh, Del Piero was. Uh... Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. We'll end on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll end on that. Yeah, let's, let's end on that one because God knows that we love getting that stuff in. So yeah, um, Chili's were present, uh, and they have recently launched one of the funniest activations. I, I call it funniest. No one gives a shit in this world if there's money being exchanged, um, but. Serie A, Italian football legend, uh, Del Piero, if you're not a football fan, is basically um, front-facing their marketing activity now, and uh, th- I, which is just wild. My friend texted me and he was like... We had to take I- a double look, didn't we? <laughs> I was like, what I was like what? sorry, what? Del Piero? Is he now skint? Did he not put his money in the right things after football? But yeah, basically bad, now... In- go on, Grant. Bad, like, weird... Acid trip. <laughs> Del Piero is now the ringleader yeah. of some NFT crypto project. <laughs> it's, yeah, we were laughing about that last night, but that's a story for off stream. Um, but yeah, basically they've rebranded. It's It looks good, to be fair, uh, but as part of the uh, activation, I believe, and you two correct me if I'm wrong, so you filled me in on this, when someone scores a goal in Serie A, the referee now has to run after the ball and put it in a chilies bag and carry it back to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. I've seen it. Go, yeah, it goes <laughs> over the sideline and they have to put it in a sealed bag and then probably tokenise it or something. Like, it's, so, fan, it's, a, it's a fan a fan from the... Whichever team from the fan token gets the ball. So that's the incentive there. <laughs> Do you know that's what a, will be... a lot of really... footballs that. What, and this is again shows why the wrong people are in the wrong roles when you get these industry crossovers. What will be hilarious to see is when someone's chasing a game, two one down or whatever, and they pull one back. And you know when players like once to put the ball in the back, grab, and the, they, ball. grab, grab the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, is the referee going to rugby tackle him and say, "Get it in the jelly's bag"? Probably. Eighty-eighth minute. No fucking way. That's absolutely. Oh stupid. my god! You're trying had to tell Luke. Yeah, like trying to tell Gattuso on the sideline that the ball has to go into the fucking socios back. <laughs> you fucking bite him. Oh, I don't think it'll last me. long. No, I don't either. But I don't think it'll last long either. But yeah, okay. 20 minutes and out. That was that. Um, yeah, we've got loads of stuff to catch up on this week. Uh, as always, subscribe to the newsletter if you're not already. And um, yeah. Be right. well. Bye. Bye.
。はい。